This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, ladies and gents, boys and girls, what is going on? Monday, August the 8th. 2022 appreciate you all tuning in chris phillips here the daily crow of the spurs up show we are live here on a monday taking your questions your comments your calls as well 843-790-3377 big monday today of course we got steven garcia former game quarterback joining the show as well so we got a lot to get into i see already in the chat john edward justin langford cocky twan stephanie lee Stephen Boardwell Jr., Noah Johns, Travi, Cody, Chase. What's going on? Also, guys, in the Big Cock Club Discord, head over to the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. South Carolina football also on the practice field today. Practice will get going around 3 o'clock or so. Beamer getting the boys out in the heat, I guess. Get them ready for the heat they will undoubtedly face early in this 2022 football season. Also, guys, let me go ahead and say the Daily Crow brought to you by our friends over at Carolina Ale House. It's a new week, which means the TSUS Tour rolls on at Carolina Ale House. Check out your local Carolina Ale House location. They got over 65 beers on tap. They've got great food, tons of TVs for you to watch any game. Of course, guys, NFL is here. Basically, it's right around the corner. Preseason is going to get going. MLB is heating up. And, of course, all your Gamecocks sporting Event. So we can check out our friends at Carolina Ale House, your local Carolina Ale House location. And we appreciate our friend, friends at Carolina Ale House for the love and support. And the TSUS tour, guys, has been a massive success thus far. Of course, this Thursday, we are in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Looking forward to it. Also, guys, let me shout out the merch because we got the new cap on here, the Garnet Beamer Rattler 22. We're breaking that bad boy. And we've got the brand new Comfort Colors White Welcome Home T-shirt. The merch is flying right now, folks. So, again, be sure to check it out. we got our merchandise on sale at retail, also uh, at Todd and Moore Sporting Goods, at Rivals in Florence, South Carolina. We're working on some other locations as well. Also, you can get the merch online, tsus.store. That's tsus.store for all of your merchandise needs. Also, guys, in case you missed it, again, big things happening. Big things happening. We just jumped on around 11 or 30 or so, 1130 or so, we just jumped on with J.C. Sherbert of the Spur, excuse me, of the Spurs Up show. J.C. Sherbert of the Big Spur and his daily live show inside the Gamecocks. Uh, inside the Gamecocks, we jumped on his show, talked some South Carolina football, had a really, really good time with him. Uh, I think that's going to be something that is every single Monday. I will be doing that. Also, we are going to have... JC on the Daily Crow, he will now be our Thursday guest, adding him to the lineup, our Thursday guest, 12, or excuse me, 115 to 145. That is when we will get JC on. So really, really cool stuff, guys. We've now got four of our five days scheduled and set. Four of our five days scheduled and set for the Daily Crow. Uh, of course, on Mondays today, we've got Steven Garcia. Tuesdays, we've got uh, Tuesdays, we've got Alex McGrath, Wednesdays, we got Anthony Treesh of Pro Football Focus. And Thursdays, we have J.C. Sherbert of Vicksburg looking to fill. 
Let's see. Here we go. Let's see. We had some folks complaining about lagging, so we just refreshed the page. Technology is great until it isn't. Technology is great until it isn't. Will Croson says, we're getting into my favorite time of the year with TSUS. Yep, kickoff just 26 days away. It's so funny. I saw a guy this morning. Uh, I saw a guy this morning comment and said, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of TSUS. I really don't like Chris all that much, but I will be tuned in during football season. I was like, you know what? I can live with that. that that's cool. That's cool. It doesn't bother me at all. That's fine. I don't need you to love me. Let's just all take in the content, the beauties and the banter, and we'll just go from there. Why not? So either way. Um, anyways, guys, taking your questions, comments, calls for the next 10 minutes or so, and then we're going to get Steven Garcia on the airwaves. Probably going to have him on about 20 or 25 minutes. I think he said he's got some quarterback camp to do at 1 o'clock, so I don't want to get him off. Um, or I don't want to keep him on at least for too, too long. Um, some people saying in the chat that it's still lagging. Guys, we're just going to run. We're going to rock. We're going to operate. I guess if things don't work out well, you can listen to the podcast. The Daily Crow is available in podcast version. The Daily Crow on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, you can find it there. I know most of our listeners tune in on iTunes or Spotify. The Daily Crow available now. Um, some folks saying it looks great. Some folks saying it's lagging. Uh, if you're on your end, I would probably try to refresh whatever browser you're on or whatever you are watching TDC on. Um, by the way, yeah, Garrett H says, signed up for the Run Your Pool. Can you go into some details about that? Yes, so runyourpool.com. Uh, simply put, just reached out to me in regards to they were interested in partnering up. Just said, hey, like your platform, like your content. You know, Do you want to set up a Run Your Pool? And what we're going to do is this. It will be free entries for your entire audience and the winner of the runyourpool.com pool that we have set up is uh, going to win a free USC jersey. What it is, it's a $150 gift card to Fanatics, <clears throat> which in turn you can redeem for a South Carolina jersey, which it'll be a custom jersey with a name on the back. So who doesn't want a free football jersey? And what it'll be, guys, it's really, really cool. Again, I appreciate the fine folks at runyourpool.com um, for – um, you know, for hitting us up. But basically what it'll be, what's, what's really awesome about it too, we do SEC gambling picks on Wednesdays for content, right? It'll be more of that, right? That's exactly what it'll be every single week. SEC picks against the spread um, will go based off record. And again, whoever has the best record at the end, that is who will win the USC jersey. John says, just tuned in. I trust my guy, John Rice, too. By the way, John, happy two-year wedding anniversary. He says, just tuned in. Video lag's pretty bad. I, I don't know what to tell you guys other than, again, technology's great until it isn't. Must champ hackers, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's Melon. I don't know if it's social media today. I don't know if it's the world. My internet's great. Um, I know my internet is, is great. I don't really know what it could be. Um... I'm trying to figure it out here. I don't know what it could be or what's going on. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I, I've got a window open here. Let me try to close that out and see if that helps. Let's see. All right. Going to try to refresh also. I did have a window open for behind the beak getting that uploaded. So maybe that had something to do with it. Um uh, I don't know. And if it did, we can blame Luke RJ. No, I'm just kidding. Luke RJ is the one that stays on my case about uh, getting behind the beak uploaded. So, hey, Luke RJ, shout out to you, my friend. Because without you, I don't know that I would have taken such strong initiative and such strong action to bring behind the beak back to life. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We are taking your questions, your comments, your calls. Great podcast drop this morning. 
episode 686. As we continue the 2022 opponent preview series, talking the Tennessee Volunteers also taught a big commitment of Oluwatosin. Let's see if I can say his name right. Oluwatosin Bobalade. Oluwatosin Bobalade. Uh, he committed to the Gamecocks Friday afternoon. Tree, as he's better known. Tree, as he is better known. So he committed to South Carolina. Um, but again, we continue with the opponent preview series, talking the Tennessee Volunteers. And what's really exciting, guys, is this. What's really exciting is this, right? We had our opponent preview today. We have it today with Tennessee. Wednesday is our final opponent preview as we talk that dreaded team from the upstate, the crayon eaters, as they're best known as, right? Friday, very excited to say we begin, Friday we begin, our position unit preview series as we begin talking about the Gamecocks quarterbacks on the Friday show. So a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun when we do that. The opponent preview series are a really, really good time. Again, guys, yes, I see all of your comments about the video lagging. I have no idea what could be going on. We are completely fine. We are completely good on our end. Uh, I don't know if it's Melon. I don't know if it's Facebook and YouTube messing up, but we got to keep it moving. So uh, if you want to listen to this in podcast form, you can. The Daily Crow in the podcast version drops iTunes, Spotify. It will drop at 3 o'clock today. drops every single day after the show at 3 o'clock. So if you'd rather tune in that way, you're more than welcome. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what's going on with the video. I don't know why video is messing up today. I hate to hear that. Uh, technology is great until it isn't. Hopefully, it clears itself up. And hopefully, it doesn't mess up anything we got going on with the Steven Garcia conversation today. Um, Either way, though, we'll keep it moving. We'll keep it rocking. We'll keep it rolling. Guys, would still love to hear your questions, your comments. Also, in the Big Cock Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. Your questions are answered there. Um, again, hopefully it clears up. I don't know. Sometimes technology, guys, just messes up, and you got to keep it moving, right? Sometimes it just messes up, and you got to keep it moving. There's nothing There's nothing you can really do, you know what I mean? So it's nothing on our end. I haven't changed up anything. It's nothing on our end for sure. Um, my concho says it's doing better. Good. Great to hear. Travi says, Travi says, we are starting to bring some beef on the O-line. It is good. To see, good to see. Indeed, yeah, hey, listen, the Great Wall of Carolina is being built. Um, you love to see these pickups, South Gunners reeling in. Gamecocks now ranked, what, 17th or 18th nationally in recruiting. Um, Shane Beaver making waves. And, and it's not something that I'm necessarily surprised about. It's not something I'm surprised about. Um, but it's great to see, man. The positive momentum, positive energy, I think it stems from, again, the season you had last year, just the way Shane Beamer is able to sell this program, and he can, he believes in what this program can be, not what this program is. And, and I think when you have a guy like that, when you have a guy like that and, uh, you know, someone like Beamer leading the way, you know, what you're seeing in recruiting, that's going to be the end result. So really excited. I'm glad, Shane, we talked about this on Friday. I'm really glad he understands, you know, the fact that you build a program from the inside out and, and you got to have those big uglies up front. And, and listen, you should be better in the offensive line this year, but in some respects, you're honestly just a little bit limited. Um, you're just a bit limited because of the guys you have, right? So you need to pull in better talent. You got to pull in better players. And I think certainly they're doing that when you look at Marquis Anderson and Tree and, and uh, Trayvon, what's his name? Trayvon Bow, I believe. And, and uh, 
some of the others. I'm forgetting their names right now. But either way, pulling in some big-time linemen for sure. And I love to see it. I know a lot of people don't get excited because, oh, it's linemen. They don't score touchdowns. But you just have to have these guys. You have to have these guys. I mean, you look at Spencer Rattler, Oklahoma. What did he have? He had one of the best offensive lines in college football. So you need to have these guys, no question. And I'm excited to see Beamer doing that. Let's go ahead and shoot Garcia the invite link. I'm going to shoot him the invite link. We're going to get Steven Garcia on here very, very, very shortly. Really excited to chat with Steven again, guys. The conversation, especially right now, you never know what direction, right, that it might go. You just never know what direction it might go because, you know, we are sitting here on August the 8th. You know, what's, what's crazy, I mentioned this on the podcast too. We are at the point where I think we're all like, you know, when you're talking football in June and July, I think most of us are still like on vacation mode and hanging out at the beach, the pool, whatever, just doing our thing, just kind of mind isn't locked in on tailgating and football in the season. You know, it's a fun talking point, but you're not in football mode mentally, right? Right now, I think we're to the point where we are in that football mode, if you will. We are in football mode, and all we're waiting for is just kickoff, right? All we're waiting for is kickoff. All right, we got him waiting in the back room, so I'm going to go ahead and get him on. Uh, again, we got to get him out of here because he's got a quarterback camp, I think, or something at 1 o'clock. So I know it's two minutes early. Hopefully, if there's anybody out there that tunes in, okay, now it's just one minute early, so I can justify it. But we got the Roach King for his weekly spot. Gar, what's up, man? Yo, what's going on? Yeah, what's up, man? What's up? How's uh, How was the weekend? How's everything been with you? Good man. Had the uh, had our little first engagement party um, yesterday, and uh, yeah, moving a little bit slower today. <laughs> the roach is lagging today, buffering, <laughs> buffering on a Monday. Hey, you and a lot of other people, man. It's Monday. It's Monday. Yeah. Case, case of the Mondays. Case of the Mondays. Uh, everything going well though on the I guess what you said the engagement party and everything the wedding planning begins the fun part yep. begins you ever yep. seen have you ever seen the Mike Leach video where somebody asked him like advice on weddings and stuff and wedding plan have you seen that no I'll have to, I'll have to send you that I'll have to send you that it's it's pretty funny I think you oh, get I, I could I could imagine he's uh he's one of the funnier coaches that yeah. I would have loved, loved to have played for him he seems yeah. he seems funny as hell. Yeah, his commentary is basically like these, like, you're going to get asked about this, which your response is, I don't care. And you're going to get asked about this, which your response is, I don't care. But he's like, <laughs> I don't care is not a sufficient answer. No, it's, it's a, I'll have to send you the link because it is really funny. Dude, I, I was going to say this. We'll start here. So I have the Time Hop app or whatever that shows you, like, memories from on this day a year ago, two, three, four, five, whatever, on social media. Uh-huh. And yesterday it came up. I didn't repost the picture, but I was like, I'm going to put this in my mental bank so I can bring it up. The picture of what is it? You, Lattimore, and I think Bruce Ellington, the one where you like pose in the hallway, oh, like yeah. that came up. I gotta know is there is there any like funny story behind that, or is it just simple as like just a random photo on media day? Just a ra- yeah, I know Alshon was in there too. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a right. very very random. Just kind of like hey, uh, y'all do a funny pose and take a picture. So that's what we did. I, for whatever I don't reason even, for whatever reason people just love it. <laughs> I, I don't remember like. I don't remember where that was. I honestly don't remember anything about it other than it just being a super random, like, yeah, do a funny pose. And we're like, right. well, fuck it. All right. So here's something I feel like you won't recall unless you're like a diehard Gamecock fan or unless you're yourself, obviously, because you played with him. Do you remember the the fat Alshon era? Do you remember that? Do you call what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the magazine thing where, like, he was 
And everybody was, floated as like fat Alshon. Like, what was that about? That's when we they we switched our jerseys to the the modern jerseys, and all of us. You got, I mean, yeah. my buddy uh, Cliff, um, Andrew Clifford. He he was like, dude, we look like absolute whales in this in this shit. <laughs> but I do I do remember seeing Alshon on the front of the magazine, like, dude, that's that's not a that's not a good look. We got to do something about these jerseys. <laughs> so was was he really? I mean, was there any validity to like he was overweight? It was just the jersey wasn't flattering. Oh, the jersey was not flattering at all for, for literally for anybody. Um, but I do remember his first his first day on campus uh, on workouts, and he shows up, and we're like, "How the hell is this kid a five star receiver? Like, w- this guy looks like he kind of looks like shit." And uh, <laughs> Zach Brindice, I don't know if you remember that name. Zach Brindice mm-hmm. threw him a, a streak, and I think he went over top of like I forgot who it was, like maybe Darian Stewart, like a, a like a veteran guy, literally went over top and caught like, you know, moss. He mossed the shit yeah. out of like like three or four guys. And we all kind of looked at it like, well, okay, well <laughs> I guess uh I guess that's why. But uh but yeah, I mean I remember seeing him, I was like, Man, this guy this guy is severely out of shape. And I'm I was in no stretch of the imagination in great shape either, but I wasn't I wasn't out running around running routes and stuff. I was out there just sitting in the pocket throwing around. You weren't too worried about your mobility at that point, I guess. No. You're like, I'm, I'm not trying to be Johnny Manziel or at that time, I guess. You're not trying to be uh, Pat White out there. You're like, I'm just yeah, trying man, to be I, in the pocket. And that's and that's kind of what my, my style of play was in high school. You know, I was like 215, um, running like a 4 or 5. And then I get up to South Carolina, and we got Eric Norwood. He's running a 4 or 5 at 280 pounds. And I was like, well... 285 pounds hit me is going to hurt like a bitch. So I'm going to start putting on some weight and uh, just be able to absorb some hits. And yeah, I got up to 250 within like, I think it like three months of being up there between the, between the red shirt workouts and, and the what, protein what, you're, you're, you're what? Six, four, six, three, I'm like, six, four? yeah, I'm like six, three and a half at, um, six, three, right? two, six, three and a half, two fifty solid. That's oh, yeah. solid. Shit, I was I was built like a shit brick house, my guy, <laughs> or a brick shit house, whatever. It is. Yeah, no, I was uh at one point I was heavier than all the linebackers we had on the team. Once uh <laughs> once Jasper Brinkley um graduated, I was heavier than every single one of them. Hmm. So God. it helped. Yeah. What what was uh what was Spurrier's philosophy on quarterbacks running? Because I mean, you, you think of Spurrier, you just think of throwing the ball. Did, did he like his quarterbacks to run? I mean, obviously you were a guy. I mean, you just put the shoulder down I'm yeah. sure he, he loved he, that I'm sure but no he absolutely hated that um <laughs> we would we would spend a ridiculous amount of time in pre-practice and actual practice doing sliding drills and like running out of bounce drills it's like I so I told him and, and, and to this day I still one of my favorite quotes I've ever said to anybody he's like hey you gotta learn how to slide I said coach sliding is for baseball and dms that is it I am not I'm not sliding I'm not doing that <laughs> This is like the pre-DM sliding era, too. So good oh, for, for you sure. being ahead of the curve there. For sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, and I just kept, I just kept running. I just, that's just how I played, and I wasn't afraid to lower my shoulder. Like I said, I was heavy as hell. Um, you know, and it, it worked. And then other times, you know, when I got pulled against Auburn in 2010, that first time we played, because I fumbled. He's like, "Yeah, you put your head down. You fumble. That's what happens when you try to run people over." It's like, no, man, the guy just put his helmet on the ball. Like, I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Um, but I think he kind of saw, like, where Connor's strength was, was him literally running around, making plays um, and extending plays with his feet. And, you know, Connor was also running, got only, he was probably a four, high 4-4 four, four guy, high, low 4-5. So he was able to kind of run around people. Um, 
I wasn't running out running anybody. I was just going through them. What what, what was your forty back in the day? What what were you at? <sighs> Shit, in high school I was like a low four or five, and then you know once I got to South Carolina, I got I don't, I don't even know. I honestly got don't know. Got it two fifty. It wasn't quite yeah. a four or five anymore. No, it was it was it was a forever. Is what it was. <laughs> it was a forever, <laughs> uh, dude. <laughs> Dude, I, I think what's so fascinating is, I mean, again, I, I've been able to talk to a good bit of guys on, on the show, obviously former players and obviously some quarterbacks, guys you played with, uh, a lot of dudes that played for Spurrier. And it's like, you know, everybody talks about like, oh, Steve Spurrier, you know, he's like this, 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 this icon. I just feel right. like, like you didn't give a shit. Like, like what, what made you, what clicked for you to where like, I feel like, cause almost, I feel like with got some guys are like intimidated. And it's like, you obviously did not give a damn. Like, hey, I know you're a legend, but. You're like, I'm yeah. a legend too. I don't give a damn, like, whatever. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, just the, his entire time recruiting me, um, he was just a very personable guy. Um, and we were, I mean, I talked to his wife to this day. Um, she's like, you know, you remind Steve so much of himself when he was in college. That's why he's so hard on you. He doesn't want you to, you know, kind of bounce around the walls like he did. But back then, I mean, you could get away with a lot more shit than you can in this day and age. Um so, I, you know, it's just, I don't know, I felt like we were friends, I guess, so to speak, even though we never saw eye to eye very often. Um, but, yeah, then again, it's like, you know, whatever. I, you recruited me to play for you. I, like, that's, that's all that really is. You you remind me of Adrian Morales on the football side. I don't know if you recall Adrian. Yeah, I yeah. He, I, I, talk, yeah. I, I actually talked to him quite a few uh, quite a few times. Yeah, we, we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. And, I mean, Adrian's a guy I'm sure you know that, like, just having normal conversation with him, he'll have you so ready to run through a brick wall. Oh, which is, for like, sure. I get why he's in coaching. But uh, for sure. I was talking to him recently, and, you know, I, I brought you up. And he was like, that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Yeah. But uh, we, uh, he, he we, would we, butt heads with Tanner constantly. And, like, most guys are, like, we're scared of him. He's like, he's like, Coach, no, that's not how you do it. What yeah. are you doing? Like, yeah. Well, he knows he knows the sport, man. He knows yeah. the, he knows the game. He knows what the hell to do. And I mean, not saying that Tanner didn't or doesn't, but mm-hmm. you know, when you're out there taking live fire and we're actually in the game, I mean, it's a hell of a lot different than being on the sideline, kind of coaching, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, South Carolina going through South Carolina going through fall camp right now. Not to uh, not to cut you off, Stephen, but no, no, go ahead. Just give, just give fans an idea. What 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 are the Gamecocks doing right now? I know that seems like a very basic question, but you got a scrimmage on Saturday, first scrimmage. Team will be out there today at 3.05, 3.15, I think, or something like that, which I guess Shane Beamer's trying to get them ready for the for the heat of the early season, of course. I mean, you, you've played Georgia at noon at Willie B. You know how hot it is. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> but uh, what, what is the team doing right now? Because spring, I feel like, is all the fundamentals, getting back to the basics. I mean, now I guess it's a lot of what? Just instilling your, your system and sharpening up and, and, and getting everybody kind of ready to go or what? If it's anything like how camp was for, for us with Spurrier, they are hating life right now. Yeah. Absolutely hating life. Um, <laughs> yeah, fall camp was the the worst. Um, <laughs> just because you're, you're going – I mean, back then we had we had two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's no classes. I, I, they might be taking classes now. I, everything's they so start, They start next Monday. Next Monday okay. they start classes. But it's like there's nobody on, on campus, <laughs> so you can't, like, hang out with anybody. It is strictly you – are, you are – butting heads with the same people and the same coaches all day every day for until until like you know you get ready to start practice for the game start game planning and it it was it's giving me anxiety just thinking about it and back uh back then shit we couldn't even um we couldn't even have a football we had to throw with a goddamn softball what yeah (laughs) 
Yeah. And it was, it was just, it was just miserable, man. It just early morning, wake up call. You had breakfast and you had a, or like a lift and you had breakfast and you had meetings. Then we had practice. Then we go take a, you know, hour nap or whatever. Then we have to do the same thing again. It's just like, Oh my God, it's groundhog day. Like I just want to freaking hit somebody. That's all I want to do right now. Which is so interesting because coming from the baseball school of thinking, like I remember when I, when I you know played ball in college and so we were the other side of it, right? The semester would end and then we'd still be on campus for two, three weeks. And if you made the postseason, whatever. And like, we loved it because it's like, we just got baseball and that's it. But it's so different because you don't watch film in baseball. You, you don't have right. like meetings and you practice and then it's over. Yeah. Football is like, you're showing up to the facility at 6 a.m. and you're not leaving till 9 p.m. But you only, I mean, right now they're practicing at three o'clock. That's it. But yeah. it's so much more than just like a two hour practice. Like it's. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's. Yeah, I'm sure, and and Coach Beamer, like I said, he's um he's seen both sides of of that. I'm sure it was he saw how Spurrier did it. Right. I'm sure some other guys had different uh, approaches to fall camp, and obviously his dad probably has his own way. So I think Coach Beamer kind of saw everybody kind of like hating life. Um, so he's he, I'm sure he's got a, he's got a pretty good strategy of. At the same time, you don't want to let these guys just kind of roam free. You know, if I if, I'm, if I had a little bit of free time, I God knows what I would have been doing. <laughs> Um, that's what I was thinking. I was like, dude, fall camp with no class. Like, were y'all not just like out every night? Like, I mean, all you no. got is football. Yeah. Like, I guess no, you're at the facility at like 5 a.m. So, yeah, that's the thing. So they made sure we were there early as hell. And trust me, there was, there was times where guys were not feeling great in that, uh, <laughs> that morning session. Right. What, what's the most hungover you've been at like a workout or a practice or whatever? So it's actually kind of wild, man. And I, I, I'm sure a lot of people say this, but I, I just don't do hangovers. I, the, the last time I was hungover was my unofficial first visit to Columbia. And Who I had a you out? Who took you out? Ike Crowfoot. Very good. Yep. So I went out with him and uh, a bunch of the, the guys all that. And I had a meeting, a, a breakfast meeting with Coach Spurrier and Coach David Reeves and my parents the next morning at like 9 o'clock in the morning. I don't think I got in till like 7. So the whole breakfast, I'm literally sitting – like this, my head, my hand, like, like this, and I'm kind of like doing one of these deals. Right. I said, I got, you're gonna have to excuse me. So I go to the bathroom probably four or five times and just, ah, ah, oh just calling the caveman. And, uh, but that was, that was the last time that I was hungover. I don't know if I, I had a couple of hairy buffaloes and I think that instilled the roach blood. <laughs> you're immune now. Yep. Yep. Immune to everything. Oh my everything. God. It's, it's, uh, it was, it was, it was wild. I, you know what that makes me think of? Ike Crowfoot taking you out, which is so funny. And I love the specials. Had Ike on. He's an awesome guy. Makes me think, did you ever watch Blue Mountain State? I would imagine you did. I No, no, no I didn't. No. That, that, is, that might be the biggest breaking news of all that you've never seen that show. Because that is like. Trust me, I, I've heard that several times. I, I've right, never right, right. Because it reminds me of like when uh, they, they, like, they go party with the specialists. And it's just like the weirdest people. It's oh, yeah. the weirdest people. And then it's when uh, Moran gets demoted from second-string quarterback to third-string quarterback, and now he's got to hang out with the special teams. Like, he's no longer with, like, the cool people anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets, like, he gets demoted down to special teams because he's, like, the holder, obviously, now and all that. So. Yeah. No, we uh, it was it was not a weird crew that uh, Ike was hanging out with. I can promise right, you right, that. Right. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> um. Dude, this is awesome, man. How's uh, how's quarterback training going? I mean, everything I get. And you're working with Ace and Yeah, yeah. So we've uh we ran a camp at my house 
which is so awesome. Ago. Which yeah. is so awesome, by the way. Just oh, running it was, camps it was, out the backyard. Just love that. Dude, it's, it, was, it was absolutely awesome. And then uh, the following week, I did a camp with him up in Bradenton, where he lives. And um, been talking with him. I mean, it's it's only going to grow from here. Um, you know, he knows what the hell he's doing, obviously. And still, he's, he's like me, man. He shows the kids, like, how it's done, like, how he wants them to do it. So you kind of lead by example as opposed to just sitting there with a cup of coffee in your hand or – cup of something in your hand like just barking orders at these kids like ah you got to do this this is how you're supposed to do it and i see it all the time on on you know social media these these quarterback coaches have like they're, they're not doing anything they're really just standing there and just kind of barking orders and like oh you got to get the arm through the hallway you got to this and arm angles you got to decelerate it's like dude what the fuck are you talking about like this if this kid doesn't know how to throw a ball right now his in high school then you're you're just stealing money you should be sued for malpractice but <laughs> no, man, but it's uh to answer your question, that was a long winded response, but uh, to answer your question, man, it's, it's been awesome. Like I said, I got this, a new kid coming today at uh, at one o'clock for a one-on-one. So Nelson, Nelson Aguilar actually is the one that recommended this kid. So that's really cool. I was going to say, are there any notable guys you've, you've coached like, like that maybe fans would know like that, that, that are at the college level right now, or, or anybody um, you, you think is, is prime to be kind of that type of dude or. Yeah, there's a, uh, Probably the most famous guy, I guess you could say, is um, is Mike White, who plays for the Jets, mm-hmm. yeah. who, who, beat, who beat the Bengals last year. Um, he actually started training with me like three years ago, his rookie year. Um, yeah, and he actually just bought a, a place. I could probably hit a driver, driver uh, to his house from here. Mm-hmm. So he comes out often, man, and uh, he's, he's a good dude, man. And he doesn't, he doesn't big league people, which is what my favorite quality of him is. Yeah, the guys in the NFL, he's, you know, He's he's won games in the NFL. He's thrown passes in the NFL. He's not just having a cup of coffee, but you know he'll he'll like help me kind of instruct like the younger guys and the, the college level guys, and they all love him, man. We played we played in a, like a little gyrator uh, athletic kind of tournament thing, and uh, yeah, I mean he was he's cool. Shit, we played like basketball, then we played wiffle ball, and we were gonna play tennis, but our team ended up sweeping them, so we didn't have to do that. But yeah, I mean he's he's salt of the earth guy and. Yeah, that's if I had it, that. That's probably the most famous guy. You know, I've never had him on the show, but the guy, like a guy, I would love. Obviously, when people ask me like, "Who's your top list? Who you'd love to get on?" I'd love to get like Holtz and Spurrier, but GA Mangus. I feel like he's not talked about enough. He seems like he'd be a legend. I, and like, I, I'll never, I'll never forget like the the highlight. I remember him. There's many, but the one at Clemson 2010 when you throw that. I think it was the. I think it was the long touchdown to Alshon. It was either that uh-huh. one, yeah, the roll right back. Yep, throw, yep, and you yep. like look at him, and y'all like looking back at each other. I'm like, GA Mangus seems like a cool dude. He yeah, really no, him. he's uh, he's awesome, man. Um, I talked to him uh, here and there. Uh, you know, I wish he was still coaching in the collegiate level because I'm telling you right now, he is the reason I stayed at South Carolina. Yeah, because so, you told me you you thought about transferring after early yeah. on the whole swapping quarterbacks deal. Yep, yep, and when Crazy. me and uh, me and Chris Smelly were literally going back and forth uh, when we played against Florida, yeah. and we lost fifty six to six. I literally went up to Coach Spurrier the next day and I said, "Coach, if you ever plan on doing that again, tell me now because I will. Um, I'm out of here. I'm not doing that." Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Ah, yeah, we're not going to do that again." And then you know, toward, after that season, Smelly transferred to go play baseball at Bama. Uh, coach Reeves left to go coach at uh, Tennessee with his then brother in law Giffen. And then Coach Mangus came. I went to uh, my high school just to, like, kind of help out and shoot this shit with a couple of the old coaches. And uh, Coach Mangus was recruiting a couple of guys, and he's like, yeah, you know, keep this between us, but I'm going to be the new 
your new quarterback coach at South Carolina. So he's like, and this is for me. He goes, you better fucking stay there because we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do some good things. And I was like, all right, man, I kind of like where this guy's at. I kind of like his attitude. So yeah, he convinced me to stay. And um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're good friends still to this day. Do you think if the transfer portal was a thing back then and transferring was so prevalent, you would have been immediately eligible? Do you think you would have left? It probably would have been in my best interest to, just to be completely honest. Um, and it depends on the NIL, how much, how much somebody was going to give me. But uh, what Anheuser-Busch <laughs> yeah. Anheuser uh, was going to give right. me. <laughs> right. The newest um, Missouri, Missouri quarterback sponsored by – Oh and that would have been freaking awesome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, and, and I remember coach Spurrier coming up to me and he's like, you know, you can go anywhere. We're not going to withhold you going to Georgia Florida. You can go wherever you want. If you, if you want to transfer. And I told him point blank, I said, coach, I came here to play for you. I came here to play with these guys. I'm not, I felt like uh Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not fucking leaving. And then, then I was, and then, yeah. Then the, uh, then the, what the hell is it called? Um, SEC showed up and uh, made me fucking get rid of, get rid of uh, that whole playing career there. So, anyways, man, I, I don't, I don't have many regrets. Uh, there's, there's several that I wish I would have done differently, but as they say, shit happens. Where, where would you have gone? Do you think if you had a transfer, was there anybody that was like reaching out to you and was like, hey, like if you're thinking about it? Yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma well, talked to me. Well, didn't talk to me. Actually, talked to my dad. Um, Oklahoma and Louisville were probably like the top two. Um, Ole Miss kind of was going back and forth, but if Ed Odron would have stayed at uh, Ole Miss, I probably would end up going there. He was a freaking wild man, and that 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 visit to Ole Miss was on a different level, man. God, think about. I'm just thinking about like how different is Gamecocks football history if you would, if you had left. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Wild. Wild to think about, really. Because, like, who would have been QB? Air Missillery? I don't know. <laughs> or or uh, or Reed McCollum. I mean, I don't, I don't Reed know. Reed McCollum. Oh, yeah. God, that was such was. a funny story that he, he – I knew he was going to say some crazy-ass shit. Reed, Reed's an interesting guy. I, I oh, had a very yeah. good time chatting with him. He what, is. What was, he, what was the story he – oh, the uh, the retreat one, right? The, the yeah. party or – yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, the film. I, we'll close with that, by the way. I got to hear your side of this. Of, of the whole, in case you will forgot what Reed was talking about, I'll let you walk through, but basically Spurrier calls you out in the field room, film room. Yeah, so I showed up the next day with a cast on my, like a walking boot. And, uh, you know, we get we have like meetings and we have practices during camp. And I was like, he's like, hey, what what happened to you? I was like, uh, yeah, I, uh, I got rolled up on yesterday in the game. He's like, really? Really? All right, right, let's we're going to watch the whole game and the whole scrimmage, rather. And we're gonna, and I want you to tell me when that happened. Oh so I'm sitting there, I'm like, and all the quarterbacks that I was, you know, all the teammates that I was with that night before, they all look at me and they just start dying laughing. I was like, well, I'm gonna see if I can pull this shit out of my hat. And uh, but yeah, man, we uh, we went to the party at the retreat, and there was a bunch of us out there, and uh, the walls up there were a lot higher than I thought. Then uh, the cops ended up coming out, and they were like, hey Garcia, you gotta go, man, you gotta go. So I was like, all right, well, shit, I go into survival mode and scale one of the fences and i just i guess i didn't realize how high it was on the way down and fucking landed on my ankle and hurt the shit out of it um yeah that was i'm just so, glad so, that was so what was the end result of the watching film did you just did it get to the end and it was like well just didn't happen like sorry coach didn't happen. no i was like uh, he's like he's like is that because the there was there was actually a couple of plays where it looks kind of like right, i right. got rolled up on 
And I was like, oh, yeah, it's that play. It, it might have been that one, actually. I, oh, man, it, it might have been a combination of all they of them. They all run together. They all yeah, run I can't, together. I, I can't put my finger on it, Coach. Oh, my God. And he, he, knew, he knew 100% I was bullshit, but he couldn't, he couldn't prove it. Did it keep you out a couple of days? Or no? I mean, it was spring ball, right? So I guess it didn't really matter. Uh, I, I only played in one spring game in, in five years of being there. So. What, what year was that? Do you remember? I don't, I don't even remember that, to be honest. Yeah. Steven Garcia in spring game. I, I don't remember, remember that being a thing. I don't remember that <laughs> being a thing, to be honest with you. Nope. Not, not a big spring game guy. <laughs> nope. Not at all. I love it. I love it. Steven, oh, like I said, shit. I know you got to get out of here, man. I appreciate you. I, we, we count down the days to kick. It's going to be really exciting to get your your take and everything. I, 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 last thing. Last thing, I promise. Have, did you see any video of Rattler throwing the ball around at, at – uh, practice or anything or yeah no I've, I've seen floating around social media i just I, i've seen i've seen a bunch of video of him throwing you know not only from in columbia but you know obviously from playing oklahoma and i mean there's the guy the guy's got a freaking arm i mean that, that's not that's not his like issue so to speak it's not his arm talent um i mean he throws it with the best of them obviously i mean the guy was in the a heisman hopeful so the guy can play um i just i'm interested to see how it's going to trans translate into you know playing against the sec and you know the speed's slightly different than uh yeah. The previous conference he was in. Is that your greatest concern for him? Is the adjustment to competition, or is there something you've seen? I mean, again, you coach quarterbacks every single day. Is, it, is there something in his game that you've seen that you know? I, I've got a buddy of mine who tells me he throws off his back foot a lot. Is that something you see? I mean, is there anything that stands out in his game that you think he's got to correct this? I, I, I don't know. Um, you know who else throws off his back foot is Matt Stafford, and he seems to be pretty good. Um, he also not, has – Not too shabby. He also has one of the strongest arms I've ever seen in, in real life. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't – I haven't watched enough of him to notice that he's throwing off his back foot. But, um, I mean, the, the, the pure throwing motion is, is as pure as you can get. He's got a natural flip to it. Um, the ball has a lot of velocity on it. I think just kind of getting comfortable with, the, with this new, you know, regime and new players and – uh, new atmosphere. It's 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 a lot different, and uh, you know I, I'm hoping that he can kind of mentally be there for it. Yeah, at, at every level, it's interesting, Stephen. All the pressure, all the glory, all the criticism goes on the quarterback, but you see it in the NFL all the time. If you're not in the right situation, the right scenario, the right supporting cast, I mean, we've seen it in the NFL. A lot of quarterbacks with bright futures, they just go down the tube because yeah. They're just in horrid situations. They're in horrid organizations. They don't get the support, and the the, the, the talent just goes for naught, and it's a shame, yep. really, truly. But Yeah, no, anyway. for sure. No, you're 100% right. I, I guess those checks still cash, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it is. Steven, appreciate you taking the time, man. Look forward to doing it every single Monday. I know our audience appreciates it as well, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir, man. Roach, Roach King, King out. out. Yeah, Roach <laughs> King out. Appreciate it, man. See you, man. All right. Great stuff. Steven Garcia, always a pleasure to have him on the airwaves, man, a legendary conversation. What's so great right now, and this will continue, obviously, but it's, it's, it's amplified right now, right before we get to kick off, that, you know, we don't have on-field football to discuss. So the conversation is so random, off the wall, um, what have you, it, it, it's such a good time. It's such a good time. So, again, appreciate the Roach King, appreciate Stephen Garcia. We'll have – and what I'm going to start doing, guys, I don't know why it took me so long to do this, but what I'm going to start doing is all of our segments, all of our weekly guests, all of our daily guests, I should say, all of our guests, I'm going to download the video from the Daily Crow, clip that, that 20, 30, however long, minute segment, and I'm going to put that entire segment on YouTube. So, if you don't want to have to sit there and watch – 
the entire Daily Crow. Of course, it's going to be available in podcast form on the Daily Crow on iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. But if you don't want to sit through the Daily Crow and have to find it, I'm going to put like specifically later today, Stephen Garcia, um, eight eight twenty two right Stephen Garcia eight eight twenty two and put the twenty or thirty or however long minute segment it was on YouTube so you can go back and just specifically watch that so that's something new we'll be doing guys with that being said we'll go ahead and jump into our first break but I want to hear from you on the other side we'll start taking your questions your comments and your calls eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven more of that banter from you you're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, what's up, guys? We're back. Taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Again, guys, appreciate Stephen Garcia, former Gamecocks quarterback, taking the time to jump on the airwaves. If you did not know, Stephen is on with us live on the Daily Crow every Monday from 12.15 till about 12.40 or so, we'll say. 12.40, 12.45, something like that, for about 20, 30 minutes. Either way, either way, we appreciate Stephen taking the time. If you missed the conversation, do not fret. Uh, we drop the Daily Pro podcast every single day at 3 o'clock. Also, TDC is available on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Obviously, that video you can go back and watch. But if you want to listen to it in podcast version, you can on iTunes and Spotify. Also, I will clip Stephen Garcia's availability. We will put that on YouTube as well. We're going to start doing that. All of our guests, we're going to do that for every single one of our guests. Uh, so really, really exciting stuff. And again, appreciate you taking the time. Or appreciate Stephen, I should say, taking the time. In the meantime, though, guys, we are going to take your questions, your comments, your calls, 843-790-3377. Let me be sure. Yes, the phone lines are open. The phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. My brother, by the way, sent us a super chat over the course of the Stephen Garcia conversation. Stephen, thank you, sir. Thank you. Also, my friend, Todd Smith. Todd Smith just sent the super chat. Todd, thank you, sir. Thank you, Todd. Truly appreciate it, guys. If you want to support the business, support the channel, support the content, support everything we do when you're on YouTube, you can do so through super chat, super stickers. Thank you so much, Todd. You know what I, you know what I thought about what's interesting? You guys give me your feedback on this. As we're adding guests, right, daily guests, I'm thinking to myself, if we're going to have guests take up 30 minutes of the show, we might reach a point where adding an hour to TDC, that might be the move. Now, 12 to 2 is a long show. 12 to 3? I just think 12 to 3 and doing a podcast would be a lot. Here's a hot take for you, though, guys. You know, as we think about the future, right? Because things can evolve, things can change. I think about a guy like like Paul Feinbaum. And if you've ever kept up with Paul Feinbaum and his show and his content and everything else, all they do, he doesn't do like a podcast, right? They take his four-hour show and they just put it on a podcast feed, hour one, hour two, hour three, hour four. We could technically do that on the podcast. We, we could technically make the Daily Crow the podcast. Now, I'm not saying I'm doing that tomorrow. I'm not doing, you know, I'm not saying I'm doing that. It's just gears turning, right? Gears turning. We could technically make this the podcast. We really could. Would that be something y'all hated? 
Would you would you love? I, I guess you guys would love a three hour daily crow, right? If 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 the daily crow were to expand twelve to three, what are you guys' thoughts? Would love to hear your thoughts on it. Again, I I had have to imagine if you're a fan of the daily crow right now, you would love if there was another hour. Again, we could add in five minute breaks at, at uh, what two fifteen or two ten, and then two forty five, something like that. Austin Greer says, don't do that, in my opinion. Any reason, Austin? I'm just curious. Any reason? And I think you're probably more so speaking to making TDC the podcast, correct? Which I just, again, I wouldn't do because the podcast has its own form, has its own structure. I look at, I yeah, and, and thank you, John, for the feedback. See, this is what I value. I value the feedback. John says, keep both, value in both, have your podcast, also post TDC. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I just, I look at them as two separate entities, two separate entities, right? TDC to me is so much different than what the podcast is. The podcast, you know, not that anything I do is extremely buttoned up, but the podcast is a more buttoned up form of content. We have a structure to it, right? We have specific items we talk about. I just, I think if I just did TDC and did not do the podcast, it's like I wouldn't get to all the things I want to get to. I wouldn't break things down the way that I want to break them down. Austin says, don't burn yourself out. You know, Austin, I, I, I don't think adding an hour would burn myself out. I love what I do. You know what I mean? It'd be different if it was like, nobody would be forcing me to do it. Nobody would be forcing me to do it. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. That, that's just, I'm thinking long term. I'm th- I, I think right now, 12 to 2, I think it makes a lot of sense. It fits really well for my schedule. Again, 12 to 3 is a long show. I mean, 12 to 3 is a really, really long show. Um, not ruling it out forever, but, like, I, I really tip my cap to Feinbaum because, like, doing a four-hour show every day, bro, again, four hours is a long, long time. That's a long time. Um, so, yeah. So, anyways, John says both have different audiences, too. I'm sure some podcast listeners never listen to TDC and also vice versa. Recurring live guests add tons of value and also drives up the audience. I agree, John. I agree. I, I'm, I'm just, hey, listen, I'm just, I'm just talking. I'm just talking, just kind of getting feedback. I like to get feedback. Uh, so, yeah, and I, I love the current setup we have now, honestly. I, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's really cool the way that TDC, the way that TDC has, has evolved and how it's grown and, uh, you know, the dynamic that we have and now we're adding guests and stuff, which are only going to drive even more value. So, no, I think it's a really, really cool thing. I think it's a really cool thing. And, but again, you know, we're, we're always, I'm always open to evolving and sharpening and changing and doing things that are only going to enhance the experience. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Who knows? You never know what the future might hold. Yeah. Austin, good point. I like Pat McAfee a lot too. He does three hours in WWE. Uh, Austin, I can assure you, I do plenty to keep me busy. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, I think you probably see that. Steven, my brother, are you going to go live after every football game? I will do my, right now, you know, I haven't made, I guess, final decisions, but right now my plan, I will do my halftime update and, and post-game reaction videos after every game. For sure. I mean, that's that's not going to go anywhere. That's not changing. As far as a post-game live show, you know, I had this same dilemma last year where it's like, I love the idea of a pregame show. I, I love it. I love it. I love the idea of some sort of pregame show. I, I think it's a really, really fun thing, right? And I think there's a lot of value in it. I think there's a there's value in a pregame show. I think there's value in a 
in a post-game show. But it's like we go live for 10 hours a week. Podcast, three podcasts per week. Content bleeding out the eyeballs. My biggest thing is this. I think the biggest challenge, I think the biggest challenge is this. The pregame, I think, would be easy, right? The pregame would be simple. It's the postgame that I think gets tricky because we are going to be live, or excuse me, we're going to be on hand at every football game. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, what do you do? Do you go to the game and then just go live when you get back to the tailgate, but then everybody's trying to break everything down? And I, I just think there's too many moving pieces. I think, now, I think a Twitter spaces or something could be dope, right? Maybe a Twitter spaces. But, you know, I guess if we're thinking about business, what would impact or, you know, positively affect the most? Probably something on YouTube, some sort of live show. I don't know. That, that's something I'll think about. Um, I do think our plan, you know, what's been a lot of fun. We haven't gone live doing it. But, uh, you know, we've had the, 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 the mic and the, and the speaker out at our Carolina Ale House events. And we're going to continue to do that. We're going to do the Q&A and all that good stuff. I will probably do a pregame Q&A at the tailgate. I don't know if John knew this or anybody at our tailgate knew this, but uh, for those who, I know the music's going and all that, but I thought it'd be cool, you know, maybe just a quick something. Hey, we'll just, and we'll just feel it out. If everybody's partying, having a good time, I'm not going to be like the, the guy that's like, all right, cut the music off. Let's, let's do a 30 minute Q and A because my whole thought process on it last year, guys, which it's funny, we're talking about this and we're, we're not really talking about like on field Gamecocks, all that stuff. Um, you know, we're talking about all this, and it's like the reason I didn't do a pregame or postgame last year is like I told you guys, we just get to game day, and we get to the point where it's like we just talked about everything there is to talk about to that point. You know what I mean? So it's like doing a pregame show, what are we hitting on that we haven't discussed? Like I loved doing the pregame show from, from Jay's Corner, right, last year. But it was like I was just literally reiterating everything I had discussed. So – Hey, Cocky Twan, if you don't like the conversation, just change it, my guy. Hey, we can talk about whatever. I'm just kind of, I've been at, people have been asking me questions about the, the show and everything. Again, guys, episode 686 did drop today. Uh, full breakdown of Tennessee. And it's crazy when you look at that Tennessee series, right? First 20, what, 24 matchups, I think I wrote down. Gamecocks beat Tennessee just three times. And then in the last 14 matchups, Carolina is 7 and 7 in those games. And that's with. A three-game losing streak that currently stands right now. So, crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So, by the way, guys, here's a here's a fun topic of conversation, right? Here's a fun topic of conversation. Sir Big Spurs getting a new name, right? That that looks to be pretty evident. What would you call the new mascot? I think just simply calling it the Rooster would be dope. Uh, a lot of folks were not a big fan of my cockadoodle dude suggestion. I think it's funny. I think it's cool. I think just calling it the rooster. Like, what's the name of our live mascot? The rooster. Why? Why does the rooster? Why? Why does the chicken itself need a name? Cocky has a name, right? He's a mascot. He's got a name. The chicken is an animal. Like, I understand other schools do this: Bevo, Smokey, Ugga. You know, I just, I don't know. Babes and Waves says, sorry I'm late. 
yes, your podcast this morning was on point. Tennessee, Carolina could be the game of the season. I, I think it's definitely set to be – I think it's set to be one of the games of the season for sure. I, I think it'll return to form being – I think it'll return to form being um, – as we've seen South Carolina, Tennessee in the past, where those games were really close, field goal games, one score games. I don't see a blowout on either side. I think it's probably probably a night game. It will be for whatever reason. I just get this feeling it's gonna be a night game. Um, that's a game I'd love to see us rock all black. To be totally honest with you. So, okay, so we're not roosters. All right, we got that. We got the rooster police in here. We got we got the chicken police in here. We got the chicken police. Chris Miller says, I would just call the new bird the fighting Gamecock. That's fair. I mean, just keep it simple. Like, whatever. I don't know. But you might you might not be able to get away with fighting Gamecock. John Rice, I like Sir Spur or Big Spur, but my question is, is it, is it too close to the old name? Which, let, actually, let's say that, right? Because this whole thing is the old owners don't want to let, because they own the rights to the Sir Big Spur name. They don't want to let the new owners, which Van and Beth, I know them very well, fantastic people. They only have the animal's best interest in mind, right? And they're huge South kind of fans. Let's make that very clear. They are huge Gamecocks. They only want to do things that are going to positively benefit USC. The fact that the old owners are being this petty, like get over yourself. Get over yourself. Like, who, let me ask you this. Who wins in this scenario of not allowing South Carolina to use that name, Sir Bigsburg? Who wins? What, what is the end goal here? What is the end goal? Because a couple old, miserable fucks think that, you know, the, the animal should be treated this way or done this way or the, the, it's the comb situation. Who are these people? Like, all due respect, but it's who wins in this pettiness war? Who who wins? It, it's so ridiculous, bro. Just keep calling the mascot Sir Big Spur. There's no need. It's, it's, it's just nobody wins when you're petty like that. Nobody wins. Nobody wins. You shouldn't have to rename the mascot. Austin says, just call him the cock. I hear you. The big cock. That's it. Travi, not going to let it go. Slap some muscles on cocky. He also needs an upgrade. I hear you, my guy. I hear you. I hear you. Hunter Kelly, what's your score prediction against Clemson? Yeah, guys, I dropped my game-by-game predictions yet again. And I will be doing that every weekend leading up to kickoff because I know there's a lot of you out there that you may have missed it over the summer or what have you. And I still, I still have a lot of folks who ask me, you know, what, what's your, what's your score predictions? And I'm like, did you not see them? Have you not seen them? Like what's the, what's the deal? So I'm going to redrop those every weekend. I've got the Gamecocks beating Clemson 24 to 21. I've got South kind of beating Clemson 24 to 21, eight and four, four and four in the SEC. That's where I've got South Carolina at this season. So. Uh, let's see. Chris says, doesn't matter what they change it to, you'll still be Sir Big Spur to me. I hear you. Dalton, today is like your day, Dalton. 
today is your day because we talked Tennessee on the podcast. Uh, there is nobody, there is nobody that hates Tennessee more than, than Dalton, Dalton Hines. Our guy, Dalton Hines, hates him. Luke RJ says, Chris, maybe those people were making money off the name Sir Big Spur, and that's why they don't want to hand it over. Luke RJ, the school has been at what? I think if they've been leasing the name or something like that. Why, why change that? There obviously it wasn't an issue, Luke RJ, until right now. It wasn't an issue. They were, they were, they were fine. They were making their money. It's it's all just petty bullshit, bro. It's it's all petty bullshit. It's it's all just it's it's ridiculous. I mean, honestly, to see grown adults fighting like that, to me, it's it's silly. All right, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Robbie Davis, aka Kirk Herb Street. Robbie, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing on this Monday? I'm doing well, man. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Um, first off, I watched the simulation last night against Charlotte, okay? What a time. And if, <laughs> if, if we give up 24 points to Charlotte or God forbid SC State, we got some problems in-house that would probably need to be fixed and fixed quickly, okay? Mm. I'm just saying, all right? And... I I think if if I was in charge of getting a new mascot uniform or whatever you want to call that darn thing, okay, mm-hmm. I would put muscles on cocky, okay? I would. I would absolutely 100% put muscles on him, okay, to think about it, okay? A majority of the mascots, especially the animal mascots in the in college, okay? They have muscles, okay? Ugga or 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 or, or whatever they call the stupid bulldog, okay, over there in Georgia, okay? He's got muscles. Even the Dagum Penn State Nittany Lion mascot has muscles, okay? Okay. <clears throat> Put muscles on him. Make him look fierce at least. You know what I mean? Like he could whoop somebody. You know what I mean? Hmm. And cluck while he's daggum beating that person, beating the other team's ass. You know what I mean? Indeed. And I, I also think in in real life, Rattler does not run as much as he does as he does in the simulation. Okay, I think he's going. Obviously, he's going to run. Okay. That's one of his weapons, right? But it's got to be opportunistic, right? If no one's open and nobody's even paying attention to you, take off. Okay? But for the love of God, do not get hit. Okay? Because I think if some of the hits I saw him take in the simulation last night, if he takes those in real life, he might get his bell rung. Okay? I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I definitely think the see, I think what happened, Robbie, is the game the game was created back in twenty thirteen mm-hmm. or what have you when the uh right. when the spread offense was really, really, really becoming a thing and, and so the quarterback runs a mm-hmm. lot more in the video game than they probably should. But yeah, that, that simulation and, last yeah. night, man, I, I tell you what, we you know, we got a 
We got South Carolina State tonight, by the way, which it will they're not in the game, so it'll be against like FCS East or whatever. You're right. But yeah, I did not expect right. that last night. That was um, but you know that that is the beauty in the simulations, and I love seeing people get so upset, like they take it so seriously. It's like, dude, this is not meant to be <laughs> yeah. like, like we. It's a video game. Like we get it. It's a video game. Right. And we. I, I, the I, beauty is that it's so night. absurd. Like what makes it fun is the fact it's so absurd. I was like, y'all are freaking out over a video game. Like, this would not happen in real life. I feel like in real life, kick the living dog mess out of Charlotte and SE State, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's a video game, all right? Don't make it that big of a deal. It's just a game. And like you said last night, it's just basically robots doing what they're supposed to do. What they were programmed to do. Okay. And <clears throat> even though it was just a simulation of a video game, I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, holy crap, we could actually lose to Charlotte in video game form, and I'm going to be pissed. But I was like, it's just a, it's just a video game. No big deal. Like, honestly, in real life, I do not think we give up 24 points to Charlotte, okay? I, I truly think that when we play Charlotte, in real life, we're going to beat them like a drum until the drum is worn out, okay? Like, it's going to be ugly, all right? Because, mm-hmm. like, like you said <clears throat> last night in the, in, the, in, the, in the stream last night, you know, we need to show, especially against teams that we are superior than, that we have the better athletes. Okay, obviously we have better athletes than Charlotte, Georgia State. I, I do believe we do have better athletes than Georgia State, but Georgia State also, as I also always iterate, they are known for being giant killers. Okay, mm. you give a team like Georgia State or even Charlotte, for that matter, or even South Carolina State. You give them a, just, a, just a small glimpse of hope, they're going to play even harder and be harder to beat. So whenever we play those teams this year, we got to show early and often that they do not belong on the same field as us, plain and simple. It's about setting the tone. <clears throat> it's about setting the tone early. I, I do agree in Georgia State you want to set the tone for sure. Um, you know, because you feel like if, if you can't do that, if you can't stop the run against Georgia State, uh, the next two weeks are going to be rough, right? I mean, I, it's, it's funny. I, I listened to some folks yesterday. Everybody I talk to, when they talk about predictions, like, oh, if you stop the run in this one, if you stop the run in that one, if you stop the run, you stop, that's really right. what it's all going to come down to. So I, after the first three weeks of the right. season – we will know what the run defense is like. Is the run defense improved? Is it the same or is it worse? God forbid. So we're going to know. You're There's right. no hiding. That run defense is going to get tested in the opening parts of the season. Right. And I think everybody, obviously the conference games and the, the teams that we play this year, they know in the back of their minds how putrid our run defense was. So they are going to test it early and often, okay? And like I said last week, 
if you can make the team one-dimensional and make them do what they're not comfortable doing, they're most likely going to make a mistake and you're going to capitalize on it and get something great out of it. Mm. Okay. And I just, and I told my dad last night, I mentioned that, you know, you, that, that, that you and some other people think that this could be the year that we beat that god-awful team in the upstate. That <clears throat> mm. Awful, okay? But I explained to him, I'm like, I was like, to be honest, this could be the year because if DJ Uyunglele plays the way he played last year and doesn't show that he's gotten better, I think we could get to DJ early and often, rattle him a little bit, he'll make a mistake, overthrow into an interception or throw a pick six or what have you or get sacked and fumble the ball, right? Mm -hmm. But obviously their defense is probably going to be just as good as it's been the last several years. But I do believe this could be the year that we snap that streak of losing to Clemson. Now, in my predictions, though, I have us beat. In my predictions, do did I have us beating Clemson? Probably not. Okay, but like I have said numerous times, and as I always say, I will say it till I'm blue in the face, like a Smurf. Okay, you do not win a football game on paper the second that ball is kicked. Post postseason BS goes out the darn window. And it's all about who wants it more and who prepared better to get the W. End of story. That's it. It's not played on paper. It's not played in casino, Robbie. It's played on a football field. So that that is what it comes exactly. down to. And uh, yeah, yeah, it'll. Uh, I mean, the Gamecocks are, and certainly will have the opportunity to earn that respect, right? We we, we just uh, in the Big Cock Club Discord just posted the USA Today coaches poll. <clears throat> the USA Today coaches poll has dropped, and uh, the Gamecocks are maybe a little bit lower than folks expected. 44th, receiving just five votes for the USA Today coaches poll. Teams ahead of the Gamecocks, notably Tennessee, LSU, Auburn, North Carolina, Florida, Appalachian State got more votes for the coaches poll what? than Carolina did. Yeah, yeah. Oh Air, Air Force, Air Force, and Utah State got more votes than South Carolina did. Hey, respect is not given. Respect is earned. So this is the year that we need to earn that respect, okay? <clears throat> yeah. Yep, you got to earn it, man. And, and you know, I, I think not having the Gamecocks in the preseason top 25, I got no issue with that. I, I wouldn't have this team in the preseason top 25 either. Um, but, and again, and again, and, and again, you'll have – You'll have the opportunity to earn respect with Arkansas mm -hmm. and Georgia early on. So, you, you know, if you want to earn respect, go beat an Arkansas who's ranked 23rd preseason uh, in the coaches' polls. So, yeah, the opportunity yeah, will be there. Beat man. Arkansas, somehow hang in there or beat Georgia, okay? And win a couple of games that you're not supposed to win, okay? If you want to earn respect, you win games that no one gives you a 
gives you a chance in Hades to win, okay? That's what you that's what you gotta do. When people are counting you out, be like, oh, they should be like, Okay, y'all counting us out? Wait till Saturday. Wait till kickoff and we're gonna shut y'all up. Just go out there and just take care of business and give it everything you got for 60 minutes. Indeed. Well said, Robbie. Well put. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, and, oh, and my dad won that competition, by the way. Did you see his post? I thought, yeah. Congratulations to Yonka Boucher. I actually did see his post on Facebook. Yeah, it's awesome stuff. Yeah. Awesome stuff. And uh, so uh, – Confirmed. Yonka Boudreau yeah, is indeed what funny. Wait, what time is the, the stream tonight? 7 o'clock. o'clock right? Yeah, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Okay. Mm-hmm. 7 o'clock. Okay. I thought it was 6 for some reason. Yeah, 7 o'clock. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You have a great rest of your day, and go Gamecocks, doggone it. Go Gamecocks. We got less than four weeks. 26 I'm days so to be ready. exact, man. Can't wait. Can't wait. I'm so ready. All right, buddy. Have a great one, okay? Yeah, man. You too. Take care, Robbie. Appreciate you. Awesome stuff. Robbie Davis. Robbie Davis. Never disappoints. Yeah, guys, in case you missed it, we are about to jump into a quick break. But the USA Today coaches poll, the preseason poll has dropped. Uh, let's go through the top 25 really quick. Coming in at number one, Alabama. Then goes Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, ranked fourth in the preseason. Notre Dame at fifth, Michigan, A&M, Utah, Oklahoma, and Baylor round at the top 10, then followed by Oklahoma State. Oregon, NC State at 13th, Michigan State 14th. And we'll go ahead and jump to the phone lines here. Hold on. Here we go. Hunter, what's up, man? How are you? Whoa. Not much, man. Just hanging out, chilling. What's up? Not much. Uh, yeah, so, all right. Um, I, I need to get this off my chest because with the game against Arkansas, uh, I looked at all their um, players to see all the three stars and all the four stars they have. They only have, like, three four stars, and the rest of them want three stars. And I just don't get why they think we're going to, you know, we're going to lose to them. I know it's an away game, but then again, you got to see how many four-star and former five-stars that we have uh, or have. Um, I just don't get why they think we're going to lose to them. Did you watch Arkansas play last year? They were, uh, no, I haven't. They were pretty good. <laughs> so oh, I couldn't. Yeah, I, gotta, I couldn't I tell gotta, you. I was just going to say, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many three stars or four stars or five stars they have, but. Uh, you know, Pittman's done a good job thus far. And, I mean, hell, they won nine games and won the Outback Bowl, and they got K.J. Jefferson back, and they got four or five starters in the offensive line back, and they've got Bumper Pool back, and they added they added a transfer uh, transfer portal wide receiver from Oklahoma that was a five-star recruit when he was being uh, recruited, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the circuits, if you will. So there are reasons why Arkansas is being picked to beat South Carolina, why they're picked to be a preseason top 25 team. Again, it's a winnable game for Carolina. It's a winnable game. It's a toss-up game. But Arkansas is a good football team. Do not get it twisted. They are a good team. I mean, if you want to talk about the amount of three stars on a roster, well, I hate to tell you, my friend, but South Carolina's got as many as anybody. We, we, We were right there in the same boat. So 
Hopefully, hey, stars when, don't when, define a football team. That's all I'm going to say. When was the last time we played uh, Arkansas? 2013, Carolina beat them 50. No, excuse me, excuse me. 2017. 2017 at Willie B because I was there. Right, the defensive yeah. game was like 48 to 22 or something like that. Uh, had We had like three or four defensive touchdowns. The last time we played them in Fayetteville was 2013, and we beat them 52 to 7. So that was with Connor Shaw and Ellington and Demir Burr and all those guys. So, uh, no, listen, Arkansas is yeah, a good football honest, team. I, I, haven't really watched, I haven't really watched that many uh, Carolina games since Muschamp was the coach, and I, 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 completely, I completely stopped watching probably 2017, and I knew that we were going downhill. So, right. uh, besides 2020, I think I've, I've, I've heard uh, Muschamp, you know, was about to get fired and all, and I was like, dude, I was celebrating. And <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was just a terrible – football season at the time. Yeah, well, you know, again, again, you ask why are people picking Arkansas – or, yeah, picking Arkansas to beat Carolina. I mean, again, game being on the road doesn't help. This is a team that I think over the last 18 true road games is 2-16. and 16. We have been dog shit on the right. road for whatever reason. Um, people still just doubt Carolina, which, you know, it is what it is. And, and like I said – Yeah, it's because um, of the bus trip. That's the only reason. Yeah, I mean, it's – you know, I think that and they doubt Rattler and – other other facets of facets of our football team, which there are some fair questions about our football team. Run defense being one of the top ones going into a game like this. But like I said, Arkansas is a team that won nine games last year, so they were pretty good a season ago. And uh, you know, I, I picked Arkansas yeah. to beat Carolina, and my biggest reasoning for it is again they've got four or five starters back on the offensive line. And until I really see it from this defense, I just don't know how we're going to be able to on the line of scrimmage win consistently enough up front to win the football game. Again, though, I think it's a toss-up game. I think it's a close game. But in Fayetteville, yeah. I, I don't think it's crazy to think that a lot of folks are going to side with the home team in this one. They've got talent. I don't care yeah, what, I have a, I don't care what the stars say. I don't care what the stars say. Right. Arkansas has got some pretty good football players. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't. I have a little bit of confidence on this one because, I mean, they they predicted the score, you know, way lower than 7-6, to six, the, what we're going to do for, um, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year, uh, we, you know, a lot of people were, you know, doubting us because, you know, our chain dreamer. But, um, yeah, that's why, I keep, that's why I keep thinking, like, this year we might do a hell of a lot better, you know. Uh, yeah, we got a tougher schedule. But then again, you got to think about, you know, we have a five-star QV. Um, you know, out of all the QBs we ever had back in 2012, we never had a four-star or five-star besides Luke Doty. But, you know, yeah. in my opinion, he's trash. But I hear you. Um, no, I mean, listen, I, I think that uh, the sky's the limit with Rattler, and I picked Carolina to go eight and four, four and four in SEC play. And, and uh, yeah. you know, I think there's still real question marks with this football team. I mean, you start with the offensive line. You start with the run defense. Um, I think wide receiver depth is still a little bit of a question mark until proven otherwise. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, know. I don't even think I'm worried about the wide receiver part because we're—I mean—they're good at catching the ball uh, for Carolina, anyways. We just, we just need to be good QB, right. honestly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully, I mean that that leads to us scoring 40 points per game and and uh, you know winning nine or ten games this year. I hope. I hope. I mean, again, I think there's still question marks in the team that had to be addressed and. Everybody else got better too, so it'll be no easy task. Yeah. It'll be no easy task going into Fayetteville and winning. Then you got Georgia the following week, so 
Um, you know, I, I, so I don't about, know if you've seen, um, I don't know if you've seen it, but I look, I was actually, uh, kind of curious what Clemson, uh, commits got for next year. I, I don't know if you've seen it, but they got another five star, not the, not for, I, I forgot his name, uh, not for this year, but there's another guy for next year. They got another five star. I did not see their newest commitment. No, I did not. You, you should see that. You should see the rate. Like it's closer to Arch, Arch Manning. Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of getting nervous with the Clemson for next year, for sure. Well, I mean, listen, they're going to continue to recruit at a high level. I, I think South Carolina's oh, yeah. path to success is control what you can control and take care of what you can take care of in your building, get the best possible players you can get in recruiting, win as many games as possible. Beating Clemson will take care of itself, right? If you're getting good football players and you're developing guys and you're putting a good team on the field, the whole beating Clemson thing takes care of itself. I mean, we've heard Marcus Lattimore talk on that and other former players. Beating Clemson literally handles itself. You know what I mean? So, um, oh, yeah. it's sure. they're going to get their guys. I mean, Clemson's still a team ranked in the preseason top five. They're still a team that's that's uh, you know looked at as a as one of the elites in college football. They're not just all of a sudden going to fall off a cliff, right? People still look at Clemson as right. a top notch program, and so I mean they're going to keep recruiting. It's Carolina is going to have to rise to the occasion and beat them. It, Clemson's not just going to come crashing down to they're going to go six and six this year, and South Carolina's going to benefit because they're playing a Clemson team that's just trash. Like it's, it's the only reason why I know this because I got some parts of the family that are Clemson fans too, you know, sadly and. Uh, I got some parts of my family that are Carolina fans, and uh, right. you can imagine when football season comes closer to Carolina Clemson. <laughs> we have, uh, you know, Carolina family coming over, and then, you know, half of the Clemson family goes to that house. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, I can imagine it's a lot, to, uh, it's a lot <laughs> to deal with. Yeah. 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 House divided. House uh, divided. Pretty much, yeah. Because if you put uh, Clemson and Carolina together, it, it don't go too well at all. So it's like oil and water, my guy. <clears throat> it's like oil and water. <laughs> kind of like the Democrats and Republicans. That's it. What? All right, dude. I appreciate the call, my man. Thank you so much. Great stuff. No problem. You take it easy. Yeah, man. You too. Take care. Great stuff. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven. So, my guys, we're gonna go ahead and jump into. Another break, but I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on to the side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crud. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Guys, a really exciting week. Again, first things first, podcast did drop this morning, episode 686. Uh, as I talked, the commitment of Oluwatosin Babale, the four-star offensive lineman. That happened, of course, on Friday afternoon, but I addressed in the podcast. Also, the opponent preview series continuing as we break down the Tennessee Volunteers. Guys, really exciting stuff because we broke down Tennessee today. We'll break down Clemson, right, on Wednesday. And then Friday, we begin the position unit preview series, which will be a lot of fun. That'll be a lot of fun. I'll break down each position unit, all the players, um, why they'll be better, why they'll be worse, season will be successful if, give the overall grade, most approved, best overall, right? All that good stuff. So it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, really looking forward to it. Also, guys, the TSUS tour rolls on at Carolina Ale House this week. We are at the Fort Mill location 
All my Charlotte Gamecocks. Where you at? All my Charlotte Gamecocks. Where you at? Going to be a good time. We'll have koozies on hand, towels on hand. Um, of course, going to be doing a Q&A around 7 or 7.30. Going to be a great night for fellowship with Gamecocks. Would love to see you guys out there. All the details are on social media. Everything gets going, of course, at 6 o'clock at that Fort Mill location. And I'll tell you this, by the way. I'll tell you this. Not to put any unfair pressure on anybody, but you know, there's only five road games, right? There's only five road games, okay? And there's only so many Carolina Alehouse spots. So we're kind of using this tour as, I don't want to say a tryout, but based off the results or the, the performance, if you will, from the Carolina Alehouse locations, that's kind of helping us determine where we want to go this season for the watch parties. So I'm not trying to put any pressure on you, but, you know, I'm just saying, if you want to help your uh, your locations case, showing up and showing out might be a good idea. There's some, obviously, we've got it sort of set in stone. I've got in my mind, I'm thinking for Arkansas, we'll be downtown Greenville. I'm thinking for Clemson, we'll be in Columbia. Thinking for Vanderbilt, we'll be in Somerville. Um, the only other two games will be, will be what, Kentucky, which I think will be Augusta because I'll be in Augusta that weekend, probably Augusta. So the only game really left will be Florida. And I'm thinking that's probably going to come down to either Myrtle Beach or Fort Mill. Either Myrtle Beach or Fort Mill. So I don't know. Let's jump to the TDC questions channel in the Big Cock Club Discord. Uh... Dalton says he thinks that Arkansas is going to take a step back this year, especially because they lost Burks. The running back room is still solid. Incredibly tough. The line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Their secondary isn't that special. The receiver room isn't that special. Yeah, I, I, listen, I think Arkansas is going to be a good football team. That, that, that's the thing, Dalton. you got to look at matchups. And when it comes to Arkansas, it's the matchup in the ball game that makes me feel less than optimistic about that football game, right? Um, the fact they've got four or five guys back on the offensive line, that that I don't think that's a great matchup for South Carolina. I, I felt like, honestly, I hate to say this, I felt like I was being somewhat ge- generous and somewhat kind with my prediction in that ball game, right? I picked Arkansas to beat Carolina 31-24. to 24. I think it could be a larger margin of victory than that. I, I just... The, the number one question is going to be line of scrimmage. I mean, that that is the entire ball game is line of scrimmage, right? Because K.J. Jefferson and Spencer Rattler are two good football players. They are two very talented quarterbacks. But line of scrimmage will determine everything in that game. It will determine everything. So... Guys, 843-790-3377. We continue to take your questions, comments, calls. A little bit of a slow day. Y'all are kind of quiet in the chat. Y'all are kind of quiet in the chat. Um, by the way, guys, this also too. I didn't really I didn't really promote this early on. Um, join the Big Cock Club today. Patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. We will be watching in the BCC Hangout in the Discord. We will be watching, okay, the Wednesday. It begins on Wednesday. The 
Gamecock football welcome home series that begins on ESPNU. We'll be streaming that every single Wednesday. And so I say this, if you don't have ESPNU for whatever reason, all I'll say is it's cheaper to join the Big Cock Club than it is to get a, a, a cable package or subscription, whatever, to get ESPNU. Join the Big Cock Club. We can watch it all together. A lot of fun. Also, without, you know, obviously we're, we're Tin Roof is behind us. Our Tin Roof shows are done. Awesome. New segments of content ben Dover. are coming. To accept, press one. To send a voicemail, Ben Dover press two. is called in. I, I got to give you props on the name, man. You, you almost got me to say the name when I introduced you to the show. What's up? What's up, man? What's going on, Ben Dover? What's up, babe? What's up? Not a whole lot. You know, these past couple of years have been kind of rough. I was just wondering, I'm not too confident in the game cards I'm going to start off with. Mm-hmm. What makes you think we're going to be able to go to Clemson and be able to handle them in <clears throat> Clemson? Ben Dover's not confident in the Gamecocks. That, that, is, that is a shocking statement. Um, what makes me confident that Carolina is going to whoop Clemson's ass? Uh, let's see. Well, I think for the first time, or at least give them a chance to do so, I think for the first time since 2013, Carolina's got the better quarterback in the game. And, and that so that that stems that sparks a lot of it, uh, to be honest with you. I think DJU is trash. And if Clemson thinks a true freshman is better than Spencer Rattler, then as folks around here would say, bless their hearts. Um, no, I, I think the quarterback matchup in that one goes a long way. Listen, Clemson's still elite defensively. They're elite at all three levels. I I am making that prediction under the assumption that South Carolina is much better up front. I mean, they're going to have to be. They're going to have to be better at the line of scrimmage. If they are, they can give Rattler time. They can get somewhat of a push on the offensive front. I think the defense is going to do enough to keep South Carolina in the game and give them a chance. Um Last year, I think the defense did enough. You just had no no sort of offense to complement it. So, and listen, it's crazy until it isn't. It, you know, I, I'm not trying to con- necessarily compare Clemson to Florida of last year, but, you know, a year ago to the date, if I would have sat there and told you Carolina was going to beat Florida by 23 points, you would have labeled me as clinically insane and looked to throw me in the nearest loony bin. It's only crazy until it happens. So the streak's got to end at some point. I think what better year for it to end than with Spencer Rattler at the helm? Uh, You've got a defense, I think, that's even more talented than the one you had last year. It will be a tall task, and it will be a major upset. But this is college football we're talking about. When does it ever go by the book? When does it ever go chalk, if you will? So, you know, I think it'll take one of those great games from your quarterback, but I think, again, for the first time in – a little bit over a decade, the Gamecocks, and it's not even remotely debatable, have the better quarterback in the game, and I think that could make the difference. So, That's another thing with me, man. Them Spencer Rattley struggled with Tulane or Tulsa, one of them last year, I remember, and lost to Kansas State and then got benched against Texas after getting a Donnie Brooking on them. I was, I don't, I'm not real confident in him either. All right, so let me ask you this, my friend. If you if you want to if you want to highlight all the things you just mentioned, right? Why do you not also highlight the fact he won the Big Twelve in 2020 and is 15 and 0 as a starter? And also look back at the stats. I just I think this. Listen, if you're gonna highlight the negatives, which are fair, 
what about the positives? What about the undeniable talent? What about the fact he was a preseason favorite for the Heisman? What about the fact that he was a projected first-round NFL draft pick? What about all of those things also? You got to see both sides. You got to see both sides. Fine. Throw out the throw a throw. Fine. Throw out the Heisman stuff. Throw out the NFL draft. Look at the statistics. Look at the numbers. Look at the arm strength. Look at the talent. You're not a you're not a projected first rounder by accident. The criticisms on the field are fair about the whole getting bench thing. Even his numbers last year, though. He he. He was he would have been a god in Clemson last year with those numbers at quarterback. It wouldn't even have been close. We're talking about DJ Uyungalele that threw like ten touchdowns last year. So yeah. I I just I, I just the the I'm sorry, but the the Spencer Rattler criticisms. I'm not sitting here saying this guy's coming to South Carolina and going to win the Heisman. That's not why people are fired up. But most of the Rattler criticism I heard is lazy. It's just it's just lazy. It's lazy, it's it's uninformed, it's not very well researched. People are just so willing to make themselves look like slapdicks talking about Spencer Rattler. Why? Why is that the case? Like we're talk- we're acting like he's some scrub from off the street. The guy was a five-star prospect. Just watch any film. Watch any film. I mean, it's undeniable he's talented, but I'm just thinking the ticking time bomb. You, he started getting beat around in the SEC. I'm scared he's going to blow up a little. Well, he's going to need help, my friend. He's going to need help. But you know what? I will roll the dice with a guy that literally has a conference championship under his belt. And like I said, is 15-0 and 0 in his last 15 games, the starting quarterback. I'll roll the dice with that guy. I, I, listen, listen, listen. Nobody at Carolina thinks he's going to win the Heisman or be first-team All-American or first-team All-Conference. People are fired up because he's literally better than everybody we had last year or that we've had the last decade. I don't don't think that the expectations for him are outrageous or crazy. I I just think people are fired up because he's so much better than everybody we've had for a while. Again, I'm not sitting here saying he's going to throw for four or 5,000 yards, but I think he is going to have a good year. I think he's going to have a solid year. I just, again, if you want to highlight all the negatives, you want to talk about the two-lane game, God forbid, he played another football game. Then he went 15-0 and 0 in his last 15. What about those games? I mean. Struggled with Army, too. Bro, you got his fucking stats pulled up right in front of you, I guess, because you are reading them off like a book, I mean. What about the other games? He played more than three games. And he played – so are you an SEC dick rider now? Is that what you're, you're like a conference guy now? So it's just like the SEC is just, all it's like, time. it's like all the time. It's, it's dick rider. It's like playing in the NFL compared to the big 12. Listen, I'm not saying the SEC is not a better conference, but I'm, it, it, you know what? I can live with that. If that's the only argument you got is that the SEC is just that much better I can live with it, bro. All I know is this. He's better than Zeb Nolan. He's better than Luke Doty. He's better than Jason Brown. He's better than Colton Gothier. He's better than anybody we've had the last decade. I'll roll the dice with that guy. That's all I'm saying. I'll roll the dice with that guy. I Like, I, I just, I don't, under, I don't even understand what the angle is anymore with the Spencer Rattler debate. 
What are you arguing? He's not going to lead Carolina to an SEC championship? Well, no shit. No, nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. I think that's where people are, like, really losing yeah. it with this Spencer Rattler thing. But is he going to make Carolina a better football team? Uh, Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. That's just like, yeah. Nobody's saying he's going to win the okay, Heisman. And I got another. So, why would – do you think the carry-on joiner – I mean, he's beating Georgia. He did very well in the bowl game against North Carolina last year. Do you think he at least deserves a shot at quarterback? Now you're – now you're – quarterback also. Now you're trolling. Now you're trolling. Bro, I, I listen, I got a lot of no, love for – He can win ball games. Dak Joyner, let, let's address the Georgia thing. Dak Joyner did not beat Georgia. Dak Joyner just didn't lose it. He came in and just burned enough clock. And I'm not trying to take anything away from DK, but watch the game. Go back and watch that game. Dak Joyner beat Georgia? Give me a break. Listen, the bowl game was magical. The bowl game was majestic. That should be the end of Dak Joyner's career under center. Because on a weekly basis, that ain't happening. I love the guy. But as a quarterback, you're telling me that da- – I mean, maybe you're not. Maybe you're just having this convo for, 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 for banter, which I actually appreciate because this is a fun conversation. In no way – Spencer Rattler is going to play quarterback in the NFL. Dak Joyner, hey, whether you think it or I think it or any fan thinks it, you know what the coaching staff thinks of Dak Joyner at quarterback? He's at receiver. He's not even a quarterback. So – it don't really matter what anybody thinks about should he get a shot at QB. He's not even listed as a QB on the roster. So that's what they think about him. And the question will go back to them. Well, do you trust Shane Beamer or do you not? If he was that good at quarterback, my man, do you think he would be at wide receiver? Where he's not a great wide receiver. He's a pretty average receiver. So if there was a better chance for him to con- – Contribute at quarterback, they'd have him there. I just remember him picking Carolina to be a quarterback, and I'm honestly surprised he hasn't transferred out since you know he's been moved to wide receiver. Hey, listen, I'm surprised too. When we got him at quarterback, I'm surprised he hasn't transferred either. I, I uh, you know, and listen, I'm glad he had. He's a gamecock through and through, and he bleeds the garnet and black. And you know what? I love that. I love that. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I, maybe maybe Dak hasn't left because he understands he's not going to play quarterback at the next level. He, you know, if he's going to have any shot to play pro football, it ain't going to be under center because he's not Lamar Jackson. The guy's not Lamar Jackson. He's not. So I don't think he's going to really have a shot at slot or receiver either. I I don't think so either. I don't think he's a very good wide receiver. Bend over. I don't think he's a great receiver either. Well, that's about all the questions I got for you today, man. I appreciate you taking the time. I can't wait until you call in tomorrow with the with under the alias Jack Me Off. That would be a funny one. I was going. I was thinking Jack Malone. Mm, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to think of some others. We'll we'll, we'll we'll put our heads together and come up with some with some funny ones. Great stuff. No, seriously, the banter was fun. I appreciate that. That was a lot of fun. Good stuff. Good stuff from our guy, Ben Dover. SEC dick writer, as he's better known. Um, 
Love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. That was fun. That was fun. That, that, that had to be a Clemson fan, right? I think even, and if you're a Gamecock fan and you're calling, and you know what? God, I really will feel like a douchebag if he's calling in his actual name. I mean, there are people out there named Ben Dover, right? Uh, Kelsey. Kelsey Quarles makes a good point here. Sure, they're going to have packages designed for him to throw the ball. Why wouldn't your kid was the best quarterback in SEC or South Carolina at one point? He's a good football player. Yeah, Kelsey, I, I'm not saying they shouldn't have that. I'm just saying the caller was insinuating that Dak Joyner should be the starting quarterback over Spencer Rattler. That's where you lose me. I'm all about him getting in in special packages. I'm all about doing whatever it takes to make this offense go. That's what I want to see. I think what last year in the bowl game showed, and again, this is Kelsey Quarles. This man has shit out more football than I will ever know or any of us will ever know. But having sort of packages for him to come in make things happen, disrupt the defense. I'm all for that. But the caller insinuating that he should get the starting nod over Rattler is, that's where you lose me. That's just where you lose me. Guys, we're going to jump into one final, actually, we're going to jump to the phone lines here. I think this guy's been... Aaron, again. Aaron, we finally got you on the line, man. What's up? <laughs> man, I'm telling you, know, people like that who call, it ain't that he bore my blood. I think he was just trying to get under the end of the fan which yeah. you know that's why we do college football man we talk a lot of shit yeah let the team back it up because we can't do it right and, and but, i see i love letting those people call in though and i just let them go because i don't think they really expect me to like punch back at them it's fun i think it's fun so yeah i do too so listen you said spencer rattler is you said the last 10 years spencer rattler is the most <laughs> talented quarterback in the history of Gamecock football. From a talent standpoint, mm-hmm. there's nobody in the history of Gamecock football with that talent profile. You know, I'm, you get where I'm going? Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, South Carolina has never signed a five-star quarterback. So, if you just go off of that, yeah, he's effectively the most talented player at that position to ever come to Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Ever. Ever. In, in the history of a freaking 100, 100-year program. Yeah. Now, I think I think Ben Dover has some good points because he is playing in the SEC, and I hate that freaking – listen, South Carolina ain't done nothing in the SEC of, of, of work. Mm-hmm. So, you get where I'm – Oh, yeah. Done, so, That's I hate point. that. I hate that SEC, SEC crap. I want all the other teams to get beat, and I want their – Field to be turned over and pour salt on it. That's how that's how much I care about the other teams in the SEC. But uh, listen, how is this game going to translate? That's the biggest question. Uh, versus uh, SEC versus Big Twelve, the the big difference is the line of scrimmage. Now, has South Carolina's line of scrimmage improved? I'm doing I'm doing calves, so if I'm breathing hard, excuse me. Uh, uh, have they improved on the offensive line? Hmm. Because that's where that's where Spencer Rattler had his biggest problem. He was in an offensive friendly, he was in an offensive friendly environment at Oklahoma. Can his game translate to South Carolina? 
can he make better decisions under pressure? Because he's going to be under tremendous pressure with the uh, every every team that he faced outside of Vanderbilt is going to have a stud defensive lineman, at least one. So yeah. can it translate? And that's the that's the biggest that's the biggest question because I I don't I mean you and I differ. I don't think the defense is going to be that much improved. You can't lose. Your best defensive back, well, I think Cam Smith's a better defensive back, but your best performing defensive back and your best performing defensive lineman. Yeah. And improve. Unless Jordan Birch just, he freaking makes a humongous jump, which you can't say he will because he hadn't done it. Yeah. Uh, the boy in the middle from, from the upstate. Uh, Zach Pickens. Yeah, Pickens, T.L. Hannah. Yeah, Pickens, Pickens, Pickens has to, he has to improve because I'm not saying he hasn't played to he's been quality, but he hasn't played to a five star level. I mean, every one of us expected more from Zach Pickens. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we all have. He, but he's played quality. You can't take a, a, mm. it's hard for a defensive tackle to rack up that. Right. But he has played to where you have to. You have to account for him on every snap he's in the game, and that's going to be the uh, that's going to be the deciding factor on the year. If they don't, if the offense hasn't improved greatly to where they're averaging over close to 35 points, and and the defense, I think they have to really improve, or I, I think they could go backwards. But right. that's just me speculating, and, and again, that's why we are—that's why we are talking about it on the radio. Yeah, I, I think the defense. To your point, my man, I, I think the defense is going to be about the same once once at, when when the dust settles. I think it'll be about the same. Uh, I think the run defense will be a little bit better. I think the pass defense will be a little bit worse. All in all, though, I think you're going to get about the same effort from that defense. I do. I, I don't. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. But. <laughs> You got to account for 24 freaking turnovers. Yeah, yeah. that was the most, uh, not the most in the conference. No, it was the most in the conference, but that was tops in the country. That was among the tops in the country. 24 freaking turnovers is a lot of turnovers. That is. And just think about, think about East Carolina without the pick six. Think about the Florida game where you, it was a, it was a nail in the coffin uh, when the big boy returned the fumble for the touchdown. That was nail in the coffin. Even though I still think that team is dead. Right. Dan, Dan Mullen quit on he quit on those boys. I wouldn't have gave him. They, he he would have had to sue me for my damn money because I wouldn't have gave him a dime. Twelve million dollars to get the hell out of here? Hell no. I would have put that somewhere else. But whatever. Hey man, have a good show. I just wanted to call after that client. Yeah, yeah I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it always. And uh, and, and enjoy hitting the calves, my guy. Good to know you don't skip leg day. Man, I got man. I got the quads. Look, the quads look good. It's like them damn calves, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna start working them maybe four times a week because I got to get some size on them. I hear you. I hear you, man. I hear you, my guy. Right, bro. Get after it. I appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure to chat with you. Not a problem. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff, guys. One final break. We are gonna squeeze it in. Uh, we'll wrap up the show on the other side. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. More your questions, comments, calls, and more. On the other side, you're tuned in to the Daily Crow. 
Hi, guys, we're back. Just closing out the Daily Crow here on this Monday. I apologize for the late break, but uh, that's just how it worked out today with our uh, callers going back to back to back. Hour two, just full of great callers. I appreciate y'all. Um, again, guys, quick reminder, check out the podcast that dropped this morning. If you're listening to the Daily Crow on podcast, appreciate it. Hey, if you are tuned in via the podcast, be sure to rate and subscribe. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Spotify what have you, so you get the daily notifications when they drop. Also, go leave us a five-star review. It helps boost up the podcast, and I truly do appreciate the feedback as well. Um, Other than that, guys, yeah, man, we're rocking and rolling content, bleeding out the eyeballs. TDC, of course, all five days this week. Uh, Podcast, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, Everything normal. Everything pretty much as normal as we continue to count on today's 26 days away from kickoff. As I mentioned, the TSUS Tour rolls on on Thursday in Fort Mill. And, uh, yeah, we continue to break down Gamecocks football and excited to get in the position at previews. You know, these opponent previews are fun. They're cool. But I know a lot of you are like, talk about Carolina, right? Well, we're going to do that very in-depth beginning on Friday, going through each and every single position unit. Also, behind the beak, Luke RJ, thanks for reminding me. Behind the beak did drop on YouTube today. So check that out. About to publish that to social media. Behind the Beak is back fully. Um, we might actually drop Behind the Beak on Sundays. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to either figure out either Wednesdays or Sundays, uh, I think, is when I'm going to drop it. But uh, some just great content. Give you guys behind the scenes. And that will, of course, really, really heat up as we get into football season. You'll see, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see behind, the, behind the scenes coverage from tailgates and, and just all kinds of content, man. It'll be a lot of fun. So, guys, we've hit 2 o'clock. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. For the continued love and support, guys, check out the store, by the way. I would probably say you've got until at most two weeks from today to order your merch to ensure by kickoff delivery. So why wait? TSUS.store, that's the place to get it. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Check out the podcast that dropped this morning. Stay tuned to all the content. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a fantastic rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Y'all take care.